welcome to Brain Fog Podcast. Got it right this time. Your host is me, Tia Wood. (laughs) I have to work on that. Uh, Featuring my dog, Roxy, who is behind me making mouth noises. Everyone give it up for Roxy. Okay, thank you. Here's what happened. She was sleeping. Kind of, you know, dogs are weird because humans like you're, you're asleep and you're just, you're asleep. Dogs are kind of always in a state of half sleep. Like they're never really truly sleeping or at least that's the experience that I've had. This is so fucking stupid. Sorry, fast forward. It's like they're sleeping, but any movement at all, any movement, any noise, they are awake fully. So uh, she was sleeping. I got up, grabbed my microphone and she's like, oh, okay, well now we're making noise. Now we are loud. So that's what's happening. Oh, she's quieting down now. Thank you. Oh, what a good girl. I'm so mean to her for no reason. Hi, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm definitely less prepared this week than I was last week, but the spontaneity of it all is like kind of what adds a little spice to my life. So here we are kind of on a whim. I wanted to start off by plugging myself, you know, sorry, you know, other podcasts have sponsorships. I have to plug my other, my other stuff. So I just wanted to let everyone know that I have a Fiverr where I edit other people's videos for them, people's YouTube videos and people's thumbnails for them. It's been kind of popping off recently. I've been getting quite a bit of orders. So if you're interested, if you like my editing style, and you want me to edit your shit, maybe you don't like editing, or you don't know how, or you just don't even want to deal with it, hit up my Fiverr. I will put the link, or my thing, or whatever, in the description of this podcast episode. So let's kick this off with Tia's recent revelation. You know, I have revelations, epiphanies, basically every day. Is anyone else, like, and I can't, I always thought, like, oh, it's a good thing, but maybe it's not a good thing. Is anyone else, like, kind of obsessed with self-improvement? Here's the thing. I'm I'm kind of obsessed with self-improvement and, like, self-help and stuff, but that's what I'm interested in. Like, I don't really read books unless it's either a self-help book or it's an educational book because I like learning as well. So, like, I do watch TV shows on Netflix and I watch Studio Ghibli movies, but other than that, I'm only watching like self-improvement, self-help stuff. It's not, I feel like maybe if it's coming from a place of thinking you're broken and need to be fixed or like, (laughs) or I don't know, maybe like low self-esteem or something, it could be bad like because you're constantly thinking of like, I need to be better, but it's not only that, I just... I just love a good introspection. I love a good self-awareness. I love a good learning things about myself and improving those things that I can improve upon to make myself happier, you know? Why did I start talking? Oh, so therefore, I'm constantly having revelations and stuff. And the revelation I had today was that I really, really want to get rid of my smartphone. I started reading How to Break Up With Your Phone. I think it's by Katherine Price. I haven't finished it yet. Maybe I will do a full review when I'm finished, but it's kind of, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about how smartphones are basically bad for your health and social media, of course, bad for your health. It's more about like the phone itself though. So I started reading that and a YouTuber I follow, Harmony Nice, she gave up her smartphone and downgraded to a flip phone and she's like an influencer. So I was like, oh, you can like be an influencer and not have a smartphone because that's 
the only thing holding me back is as a quote-unquote influencer i really really fucking hate calling myself that but as a quote-unquote influencer i do make money on social media so that's what i'll call myself it would be very difficult to not have a smartphone but the fact that she does it i'm like oh you know and just i don't know just more so recently i'm viewing it as just like this annoying thing that won't go away like ev- like my phone right now i need it for the podcast so it's like kind of next to me and i want to throw it across the room i feel like it's staring at me and it's always nagging at me to like open me tia open these apps and scroll through them for no reason. You know you want to. Oh, don't you want to check if someone texted you or called you? When's the last time you checked checked Instagram, huh? What about your email? What if you got a Fiverr order because someone listened to your podcast and you want to check your email? It's just always right there, always nagging at me. And that's kind of like the nature. I'm not preaching. I don't care if anybody has a smartphone. It's just like for me personally. You know, that's the nature of smartphones is like they're so addictive and you're like always on them. And my, my, this is disgusting. My screen time for last week was 16 hours a day. 16 hours a day. Ew. Like, I am, am I even a human? Like, I mean, do I even exist? What is the point of even being here if I'm going to be on my phone for 16? Bro, that is more that's more than half of the day. That's foul. <laughs> that is despicable. And it's like, you know, I'm not saying that to beat myself up because I am, I'm still sick. I'm still home. I am a influencer. So I do have to be on my phone kind of a lot, but like, ew, you know, like I hate that and it's changing for sure. And I think I only spent like an hour and a half on my phone today, which is still crazy. Like that just shows how it makes time disappear you know, because if I were to just guess how much time I spent on my phone today, I would say probably like 45 minutes, like, or even less. I really didn't think I was spending that much time on it. Oh no, it's only been one hour and 21 minutes. Yeah, most of it was spent on TikTok. I spent 40 minutes on TikTok today. Oh my god. And I mean, there's a lot that I kind of hate about it. Social media is for sure like the the culprit like the worst part about it you know because it's just it's designed to be addictive and to I mean your attention and your retention is like their currency kind of you know I mean we've heard this we've all seen the social dilemma right I'm not gonna I'm not gonna recite it you know if you want to learn more about it you can read how to break up with your phone or see the social dilemma on Netflix you know what I think I might rewatch that after this I'm really in the mood I'm in the mood to be validated. (laughs) But it's like, if I don't have social media, why do I have a smartphone? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm constantly, like, I need Google Maps for everything. It's not like I, it is convenient. Like, I do use it for everything, but I don't have to. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to use it for everything. People used their computers for everything back 10 years ago or whatever. Like, no, it wasn't always, like, it's not like the human race started when smartphones started, you know? So, it is possible. Like, so why would I? Why would I have this thing that is just consuming so much of my time if I don't need it? Like, if I can just have a flip phone and then have so much more time. Like, I feel like it would just free me up so much. You know what I also hate about it? I hate that it's created an expectation for you to be constantly available 24-7. Like, everyone has a smartphone, so why aren't you answering my text? Why aren't you answering my phone call? Like, 
I'm just avoiding responsibility. Why is there an expectation that just someone just needs to be available all the time? Like, even let me know if you've had this experience, but ever since I started using Do Not Disturb, like my phone's basically constantly on Do Not Disturb, like people would give me shit, like people in my life or, or whatever, and be like, why is your phone on do not disturb like what's the point like and like getting offended and shit like it's why is it and i'm not blaming them because it's literally like the cultural thing that you need to be constantly available and if you're not constantly available then you're avoiding that person or you don't like that person you're just being dismissive and that's not the case like we all deserve to have downtime and we all should be able to dictate when we answer people like when we used to all communicate through email like no one would expect anyone to answer an email within minutes you know i'm like damn like i wish i could communicate through email and and answer at my leisure you know (laughs) i don't want to talk constantly i don't and i feel like that takes the (laughs) so wait this is funny my neighbor's dogs are like rapidly fighting right now or that's what it sounds like i don't know what's happening but it sounds like they're fighting each other and i can see through my window that my dad just came out and like (laughs) looked over the fence to see what they're doing um i'm sure they're fine or else he would have went over there what was i oh the communication thing yeah i don't know i just feel like So I was in a group chat for like all of last year and when New Year's came around, I broke up with my group chat. I said, sorry guys, I have to leave. And one of the things that I explained to them was being constantly able to talk to people, like you can get in communication with someone like that and it's like that's beautiful that's amazing like that's something that they didn't have for a long time and you're able to talk and to your, you know, fucking family members more often and be more connected to people or whatever. But you know what they say, like, we're the most connected we've ever, most connected we've ever been and the most disconnected we've ever been because it's kind of true. Because, like, when you are so close like that, like, you're able to communicate with each other. So, I'm, am I saying the same words over and over again? I feel like I am. When you're able to do that all the time, we take it for granted, you know, when it's just something that is so a part of our normal lives we take it for granted. We don't realize like how amazing that really is. And removing myself from that group chat was, okay, well now when I do get to talk to you guys, it's more special because it's not like constant. It's not like so normal. Does that, am I making any sense? So like, I feel like that with smartphones in general, like the fact that we're just constantly talking, we're constantly just constant. Like it's, and there's no, there's no downtime. There's no stepping back reflection like gratitude like I don't know I feel like my life would so improve with a flip phone or like one of those simple phones so I'm I don't know if it's gonna happen I (laughs) I'm just figuring out you know what I would love to do actually this is not realistic but I would love to have my smartphone that I like that's like off most of the day that I like lock in a fucking safe or something. This is how much of an an addictive personality I have. Like I literally need to lock my phone in a safe for me to not be in it and like not know the combination. Like I would have to give it to Shelby or something and she would know the combination because that's how much I've always been like that. I have such an addictive personality. That's why like it's so hard for me to like (laughs) have hobbies because it's it be I just get so obsessed with everything it does anyone else relate to that like I'm just so it might have to do with being neurodivergent because I like hyper focus on things and I have certain things that like are part of my routine that like have to be like a certain way or you know like kind of like that so I don't know and like once I find a thing it's like ooh 
this thing and then it's the same that's totally why I developed an alcohol problem because I can't just like have a glass of wine like a normal person I will just go crazy like I just I don't have that what's the what did she say Jenna Marbles oh the too much gene I have the too much gene and I made a TikTok the uh, I think it was yesterday where I was joking about how like I have such an addictive personality that I can't enjoy something for too long or else it'll cripple me it's fucking insane it's so insane anyway one time I explained that in a video and someone said uh it sounded like mania and I was like please don't don't say that to people that's like a medical condition and I definitely don't have that not to like be defensive but you know it's like, why are we dying? That's such a thing. Okay, we'll get into this later, but like people diagnosing people on the internet, like what the fuck? All right, anyway, done, done with that. I wanted to quickly discuss this fucking James Charles thing. Uh, not to be, this is not like a drama podcast. I just feel like these things catch my attention over the week. And I'm like, you know, I would love to share my opinion. I would love to scream into the void about this, you know? So here we go. So some kid, um, sorry, that was disrespectful. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but, um, a 16 year old boy made a TikTok, quote unquote, like exposing James Charles and was saying how, James sent him explicit photos on Snapchat and this kid's only 16 and if you don't know James Charles is a beauty influencer and he is I believe 21 years old and there have been a few allegations like this of him going after like really young boys and he was even on on Logan Paul's podcast I believe saying how like he purposefully goes after like barely legal boys which he didn't say it like that but he said 18 like young he said young as possible I believe which like you know like what the fuck so there have been a few things sorry I need a I need a water break if you're listening take a sip of water right now with me let's stay hydrated okay so like ew about that and recently I guess he added this kid on snapchat and just started sending him inappropriate things saying inappropriate things to him and this kid's only 16 you know so gross obviously and uh he James addressed it and he tweeted this whole thing and which by the way <laughs> at the top it says trigger warning grooming and pedophilia like you are the trigger warning <laughs> sorry that's not funny but you know what i mean i'll just i'll read some of it there's a video going around about me on tiktok and twitter of a guy of a guy not a guy a child calling me a groomer and i want to address it right away the accusation that i have groomed this person is completely false last week i came across someone on my instagram explore page saw he followed me and added him on snapchat so immediately your fault you created a situation where this could happen your responsibility the next morning i woke up to several snaps from this person being excited that i added him back saying he left me and also lewd photos of himself in the shower it's it's hard because like if that's if that is the truth if that is what happened i can see why he feels the need to like go down to every detail and explain everything but he's already painting it like it, this person's fault do you know what i mean i asked him how old he was right away and he told me he was 18 so i started fighting back and the excitement of meeting someone i thought could be potentially great which okay by the way he said I started flirting back, but he didn't mention anything about the lewd photos. Like, this kid had posted pictures, like, of it blurred out of the lewd, lewd photos, like, nudes straight up. And, like, the fact that he didn't mention that, I feel like is kind of weird. In the excitement of meeting someone I thought could be potentially great, I didn't ask for a copy of his ID or passport. That also was weird, too, because I'm pretty sure they only talked for, like, a few hours or something. Potential of meeting someone great. Like, how do you- What? 
you literally just you added this kid on snapchat and a few hours later are like sexing like what the fuck are you talking about like this was love at first sight i didn't ask for a copy of his id or passport like so your fault like this is so your fault and i again people on tiktok like there was people saying that it's the kid's fault for lying you shouldn't have to ask for an ID because that person shouldn't lie. And it's like, well, kids lie, you know? Like, of course, lying is wrong and we teach kids this. That's like one of the first things we teach them. But kids lie. That's what they do, you know? And if you are with someone, if you have to ask how old they are and make sure they are above the legal age, you know what you're doing. Does that make sense? Like, you know that you are gambling and you might be talking to someone who's too young you know like some people look really old for their age and okay you know but people still look generally like if you're a young person you're going to look young like that's just how it is and if you are this rich and famous person like James Charles or like Chris D'Elia we talked about this last week anybody like that you that is your responsibility Especially if you're the one initiating it. Like, he fucking, you know, Crystalia was sending out the emails. He fucking added this kid on Snapchat. That is your responsibility to check for ID. And, you know, you're an adult. Like, be a big boy and ask for the fucking ID. What's the big deal? I've done it. I have asked for ID. You know what? Let's tell the story. I matched with this guy on, I think it was Bumble. And uh, we started, like, talking or whatever. And this is back when I, like, was just hooking up with just whoever. (laughs) whatever and we were talking about that like I'm not looking for anything serious like blah blah blah. and he's like no same like and he looked young and so I asked him how old he was and he said he was 19 or something and immediately I was like "Mm, you know uh, I'm gonna need your ID before we meet up sorry like just send me a picture and then he ended up being 16 so you gotta, you have to fucking do it. And if I can do it, and if I can assume that responsibility, not being rich and fucking famous and this huge person and this person's idol, clearly if they followed you and they were, that means they were a fan of yours. It is your responsibility. Immediately, there's already an unfair power dynamic. So it's your responsibility. I didn't even have a power dynamic. I'm a fucking whoever. And I literally, I was responsible enough to ask for the person's ID. I'm, but I'm not trying to be like, I'm such a good person because it's literally the bare fucking minimum to like not go hook up with a fucking minor. But it was that easy. Do you know what I mean? So he could have avoided this by checking this kid's fucking ID you know? And if you've already had, if you're, he's already been through this, there's already been allegations like this, like you would think to eat just to cover your own ass that you would ask for an ID. So I find that very odd. Not to be a conspiracy theorist, but why else would he not ask for an ID if he didn't know that the person was a minor? Like he knew that the person was a minor, so he didn't want to, it's almost like if, if they don't tell me that they're a minor, then technically I won't get in trouble because I didn't know. It's like, well, you didn't ask. And, like, he did ask, but you didn't, like, kids lie. Like, you know kids lie. 16-year-olds lie all the time. They fucking sneak into clubs. They lie to their parents. Like, and you, like, know that. So, ask for the ID. It's not a big deal. And it's not the kid's fault. It's not. It's wrong for them to lie. They shouldn't lie. But the responsibility is ultimately on the person. You know, if he decided to meet up with this person and have sex with this person, what's worse? Him having sex with the minor or the minor lying about their age. You need to be more responsible, right? Sorry, I just totally went on on a tangent. I just saw a lot of people 
defending I even saw one person in a comment say that we should start charging minors for lying huh if we started charging minors for lying like they would just all be in jail because minors lie like fuck like not to normalize it but they do like kids lie like what why are you going after such young people anyway? That's that's another conversation. Okay. It's now clear based on the video he uploaded, he was taking photos of me with another device and had an ulterior motive from the beginning. The person who first I heard talk about this was Ethan from the H3 podcast. Uh, he was going through this and he was like, was this kid just fucking sitting there waiting around for James to add him on Snapchat? Like, no. Like, what do you mean he had an ulterior motive? Like, Ethan said, like, you, he wasn't just sitting there waiting for you to add him. You added him. You added him. So how could he, how could this be like premeditated? Do you know what I mean? He was probably taking photos because an adult was sending lewd pictures to a minor and he needed the evidence. You know, I mean, I don't know. Later in the day, he said a few things that made me question the validity of his original age answer. And when I asked him to confirm his age once again, he admitted he was 16. Wow, so insane that all you had you had to do was ask a second time. <laughs> you know? Oh, imagine if you just asked for the ID, like this could all be avoided. I told him I was really uncomfortable and apologized for flirting, but he insisted on continuing talking, said it could be our little secret. He's a fan of mine and would never tell anyone. What's the point of including that? You know what I mean? Like, if not to paint this kid as, like, the devil. I told him I wasn't okay with this, and he started getting upset, and at this point, I, I, uh, I unfriended him. We haven't spoken since. I'm not victim-blaming him. Yes, you are. Or victimizing yourself. Yes, you are either. Simply sharing what happens, and what happened was not okay. That's true. That was... <laughs> the only accurate thing you've said so far. After false allegations like this in the past, this is funny. It's not a false allegation. You just admitted to sending inappropriate things to a minor. Like, you literally just admitted it. You're saying it wasn't- you didn't knowingly do it, but you still did it. Like, that's a crime. It doesn't matter if you know or not. Like, I would never knowingly engage with anyone underage and put my life on the line for a few Snapchats. Yes, you would, because you did. Like, imagine if you just asked for the ID. Like, it's really easy to not know if you don't ask. I don't know if I already said that, but seriously, because of situations like this, instead of taking someone's word for it, I will now ask to see the ID or passport of every guy I have a conversation with, which that is very like, well, guess I'll, you know, guess I'll just ID everyone I talk to. Like, you did not have a conversation with this person. You sent nudes to them and said really inappropriate things and was talking about, like, he was like, it, they were sexting, you know, or like James was. I don't know what the other kid was saying, but you know what I mean? He wasn't just having a conversation. Like, that's so annoying. You're so dramatic. So anyway, that is really not super surprising. And after hearing the podcast clip of him saying that he like purposely goes after like the youngest guys possible, it's just so God. In my eyes, he committed a crime. He sexted with a minor. He solicited nudes from a minor and needs to be held accountable. And I hope that... Actually, I saw... I think that the kid is pressing charges. So, um, best of luck to him. I'm very happy that he had the courage to talk about it. I feel like... I mean, it ha of course, this happens with women too, but there's a stigma about men coming forward with any sort of sexual assaults or anything within this nature because, you know, I don't... I don't know why. I, I'm sure homophobia has something, you know, is plays a role in that. Also, it's believed because of, like, the statistics and, and things that are reported that women are sexually assaulted and sexually harassed more often than men so when men come forward it's like oh really you know what I mean like because it's not as common um 
but that might just be because there's a stigma and not as many men come forward, you know what I mean? So, you know, this is a young kid going up against this very, very big and powerful person, and I think it's awesome that he built up the courage to say something, and I'm glad he got photo evidence, because that is, that's really smart, you know? I'm sure it's possible he did have an ulterior motive. He was just setting up James, like, I'm gonna lie to him, and then I'm gonna ask him for nudes, and then when he sends them to me, I'm gonna fucking take pictures of them and create this whole story, you know? Of course, that is possible, but of course, I think that's wrong, but it is still, like, this could have all been avoided if James just asked him for the ID. It is his responsibility, and sorry, like, that's just, there's a reason why there is an age of consent law, because they don't understand things like that. Their brains aren't developed like that. Like, there's a reason why they can't consent before a certain age, so why can we expect them to understand what it would mean to lie like that. Like, I genuinely don't think that a six-year-old would know better. Like, they're just, and who knows what the kid's situation is, and not to, like, make excuses, but you know what I mean? Like, this is why when these things happen, the responsibility falls on the adult, because ultimately, the adult could have prevented the situation by confirming the person's age. Do you know what I mean? Okay, uh, let's talk. Hold on. Water break. Take a sip of water, everybody. Oh, I need to stand and stretch my legs. Oh my god, ow. Stretch it out. (laughs) Fun fact, I don't have headphones on, so I don't know what I sound like when I'm talking into the microphone. So if I make it too loud or like I fuck something up with the fucking gain or whatever the fuck, I don't know until I'm editing the audio and I'm like, oh, fuck it, guess I'll just have to re-record it or I'll just upload it like this. All because I just, I'm not listening to myself, so I don't know. Tia, get headphones. Yeah, I know. I wanted to talk about how I hate TikTok now. (laughs) Remember when I did this exact thing with OnlyFans? (laughs) Have you guys been around long enough for that? I feel like, and please let me know at Headful Podcast, you know, tag me, message me, and let me know if you have also noticed this. But, you know, last year at the, at the beginning of the first quarantine, the first wave of coronavirus, it was, at least for me and for, I know for a lot of people, it was helping carry people through it. You know, it was a way for us to keep entertained and share ideas with one another during that time. And it was such good fucking vibes. Like, I, since we're kind of nearing the time of quarantine last year, actually very soon, like in a few weeks, it'll be, I think my first day of quarantine was... March 17th. So yeah, coming up close. I'm feeling very nostalgic from like last year and last year on TikTok and stuff. Like the roller skating, the whipped coffee, just being with your family after so long of, you know, because I mean, I had a full-time job. I, I didn't really... Things were so different before all of this. Like the world was just so weird and like those little things that brought us comfort was like, it was like a really, it was really important important to find those things. And to me, TikTok was one of those things. Everyone was just so happy to have that outlet, you know, during a really trying time. And it was really good vibes. It was really fun. I started, you know, growing a following, but it wasn't like too much. So I was still able to like have fun on it without it, you know, whatever. And the content was like fucking awesome. Like you could scroll forever and just every video was so funny and so awesome. And over the past few months, I would say like maybe two or three months, it has just gotten 
so fucking toxic and horrible. And at first I kind of thought it was just me, like, cause all of a sudden my following like boosted like crazy, you know, I hit a hundred K and I started like actually having like a real following where, you know, I got a lot of views and, and comments and stuff and I started getting more hate. And of course that's something that happens, right? <laughs> just the price of fame. <laughs> so I kind of was like, oh, it's just because I have more followers now. Like that's why I'm getting so much hate, right? And um, but then it started slowly like becoming so horrible. Like it was so anxiety inducing and I hated being on the app because every time I opened the app, someone left a fucking hate comment. Someone dreaded my video and was rude. And the first time it really like got to me was someone stitched one of my videos and disagreed with something I said and sent all of their followers over to me to like totally harass me. And it was terrible, like death threats, like death threats, death threats and like rape threats, like all of these things, like just because it was just it was so dumb. I mean, like a dumb joke about the minimum wage thing and like everybody do not fuck with Republican econ majors. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that was the first thing. And ever since then, it was like, this sucks. Like, I don't even want to be on the app. I kind of thought it was just me. But then I started seeing videos of other creators talking about how, like, and not just creators, but just anybody talking about, it's just not fun anymore. Like, it's, you literally see the light disappearing from their eyes because it's so clear that everyone's constantly walking on, on eggshells and, like, TikTok has now become a place where it is normal to be hateful. It's normal for people to get, like, hordes of hate comments. It's normal for you to leave a hate comment on someone's video. It's normal to harass somebody. Like, it's, like, created this culture of, like, hostility and toxicity. And I don't know how that happened, but, like, for example, if I make a video that people don't like, they will go to, they will not only comment on that video, but they'll comment on all of my other videos and, like, completely, like, flood everything with just hate and horrible things. And I really don't think my content is that controversial. <laughs> it's not controversial. I mainly do comedy videos. Like, I really don't talk about serious things usually. So, it's... And that's just my experience. But you go into any TikTok comment section and it's all hate. Like, it's all hate for no reason. Everyone has a problem with everything. And maybe it's because the, a large demographic on TikTok is children, like just kids and kids are mean and whatever. But it's created a safe space for, for mean people. I don't mean to complain because this is so the smallest problem on earth. Like, who fucking cares? It's just, you know, I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> and this is what I have to talk about, right? And for me, TikTok is the majority of how I'm making my money right now. So I have a, like, I feel pressure to be on it more because it's one of the only ways I'm making money, you know? So I'm on it so much and I'm able to observe these things, I feel like, more clearly than maybe other people. But yeah, going to anyone's comment section, it's all hateful. And then I recently saw a video going around that was like, you want to know why TikTok sucks now? Like, because creators are depressed. Like, creators are depressed. And like, all of these creators were like, yeah, you're right. Like, that's it. And then this other girl, one of these, another big creator, I want to say her name's Sienna or Sierra or something. If you saw her, you know who I was talking about. And she was saying how it's just so toxic now and you're so afraid to post anything because it's, it's just, 
you're opening yourself up to like being harassed and it's like for a lot of people that's like the joy of TikTok is just being able to anonymously harass somebody for no reason that's why it's not fun anymore because creators they're like what's the point like it's it's so stress inducing so anxiety inducing if they don't want to go on it anymore and they're the creators like then what then then everything starts to fall apart because it's like they're the ones making the content you know and so if the content sucks, then just everything sucks. I've definitely felt that. Like, I, to be honest, like, if TikTok wasn't my biggest platform, I would have deleted it already. I don't enjoy it anymore. And not to, like, put that negative energy out there, but, like, it's just been like this for a few months. And now seeing that be validated from other, um, sorry, switch my positions. Switching up is in, sorry, since that's being validated by other creators, I know that it's not just me and that's just what TikTok has become and it's just so gross. It's just so gross and genuinely the only reason why I haven't deleted it yet is because it's my biggest platform and it's, you know, I worked so hard. Like, you guys know if you've been following following me for a while, I've been working so hard at this for so long. So to see some sort of reward, like seeing me progress in a certain way, like I've had my YouTube channel for what, three years and I have 5,000 subscribers. 5,000 subscribers are people I love and I appreciate, but I work very hard at it and to see like very little reward is very discouraging. So when I found TikTok and was able to grow a large following, like I last year you would if I you told me that I had 140,000 followers on an app, I would be like, "What?" Like and I have th- 13 million likes. Like I'm doing pretty well, but it sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to start just trying to move my followers from TikTok over to my other platforms, over to like the podcast and to YouTube because that's what I enjoy more. I enjoy the podcast and YouTube so much more. I did enjoy TikTok in the beginning and like just making stupid funny videos for no reason and like that was fun and fun that I'm able to reach a large audience easily and spread a message of like positivity or whatever it is and you know help people like I've had a lot of those like self-help videos go viral and I've helped so many people or like that's what it seems like so it's like I'm so grateful for that for that opportunity I've also made videos speaking about you know social issues and and things that are important to talk about because of course like with a large following like that I I want to talk about things like that and not to be like I'm a I'm a fucking pioneer for <laughs> change like I, I just I don't know I feel like that's what you should do when you have a following like that bare minimum totally but you know I've been able to educate people at least a little in my little bubble and I'm so grateful for that and I think it's amazing but it's like it's so hard to do that now when I just know that whenever I open the app I'm going to see something that's going to make me sad or upset like like I've I've worked a lot on my self-esteem but my self-esteem has never really been challenged like this you know it's like you can say like yeah I'm really confident but it's like have you ever had like (laughs) thousands of people every day like telling you you're stupid you know I had it challenged and I went through like kind of a rough patch there and it was also like there were other things like it was around the time of my diagnosis and just things were kind of a mess so of course that had something to do with it too it's like I was being kicked while I was down type shit I'm in a better place now, but I felt really bad about myself for a while. And, you know, you shouldn't base your worth off of TikTok comments. But like I said, it's like you can think you're confident and think you have things under control. But when you're challenged like that, it's like, oh, shit, like now I have to learn how to navigate these waters and get over things.
things. And yeah, it's all part of growing, right? It's just, it sucks. Like, I, cause I have ideas. I'll, I'll get like an idea for a TikTok and then, but it's like, but you know, now I have to post it. <laughs> now I have to wait for what people are gonna, you know, it's, and when I tell you, like, it's the most innocent videos that still get so much hate, like, why? Again, this is not a big deal at whatsoever. So not a big deal. Very, very grateful that this <laughs> is a problem in my life. You know what I mean? I know for, it's not just like I'm speaking it from a creator's perspective, but, but I know from a viewer's perspective, it also has been shitty recently because like I said, creators are not creating as good content. They're not posting as often. Like it's just so toxic. Like you open the app and it's like a fucking war zone, like so hostile for fucking what? That's just all you see now. Like even as a viewer, when I'm looking at other, like, I feel like all like when I go through my for you page, I'm constantly like defending people, like going into their comments and like trying to hype them up or responding to people being rude to them and 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 it sucks because TikTok is such a great platform for so many reasons. You it, it it has created like this perfect algorithm where you can create these short videos. So the retention rates on the videos are great because the videos are so short, so consumable. They loop, you know, we love a good looping video getting lots of views. The for you page um, the algorithm connecting people's interests with videos and you're able to easily reach a lot of people and I say easily because like it's easier than any other platform it's easier than YouTube Instagram Twitter anything you know it's just so easy to it's easier to gain a following and to reach more people with your videos and the algorithm is just so catered to you so everything you see you know like on your for you page you're gonna see videos that you think are funny and are gonna be your interests you know it's so it's it's a great app technically but it's just it's just become so toxic it's so I genuinely believe that it's more toxic than Instagram like I used to think Instagram was so toxic and now I look at it and I'm like I'd rather be on Instagram than on TikTok there's way more shaming going on there than there is on Instagram in my opinion so yeah I just kind of I wanted to vent out my frustrations I don't really know like how you can fix it I guess I don't know like it's like do I just give up or do I try to make more positive content but it's, it's like, I don't want to because it's so awful to go onto the app. Like, going onto the app is so, like I said, stress and anxiety inducing. Why would I willingly put myself in a situation where I'm going to feel bad about myself? You know what I mean? And that's how I feel about TikTok. It's like I suck it up because it's my biggest platform and I would like to preserve those followers. But it might just be worth it just to put more energy back into YouTube and stuff because that's what I enjoy more. Like, why would I not do that? You know, I, I got really caught up in like the followers and the instant gratification that came with like videos going viral and you know, comments and getting new followers all the time and uh, the money. The money was definitely good. Finally making money off of social media. It's what I wanted this whole time. And But YouTube is what I really care about. You know, I love editing. Like I said, go hire me on Fiverr. <laughs> I love editing and I love that it's just not as horrible. I mean, YouTube is definitely toxic too, to an extent. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as bad for sure. I guess that that's it. I'm done talking. I'm done flapping my fucking... <clears throat> excuse me go follow the podcast at brain fog pod on twitter and instagram tweet me message me whatever your video suggestions if you have questions you want to ask me if you want me to 
cover any specific topics, definitely let me know. That would super duper help me out. If you can rate me on, or leave a review on whatever app you're on right now, if you could do that, that'd be fucking awesome. Let's let's boost this podcast so I don't have to be a slave to TikTok anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you would like to support me, you can become a patron, patreon.com slash Tia Wood. Uh, follow my personal accounts at Tia Wood, T-I-A-W-O-U-L-D. Everything will be in the description. Oh, and by the way, thank you for the positive reactions to the rebranding of the podcast. I feel like this fits me so much better and head full. Like, it's, it, I like the name. It's, it's catchy. It rolls off the tom- tongue. It's good for podcasts, but it was preventing me from uploading as often because, you know, you know head full. It's like, it's going to be, I'm going to be talking a lot about a lot of stuff. Like, it's kind of this implication that I have a lot of energy, you know? <laughs> um, but Brain Fog Podcast, I feel like the expectations are lowered. <laughs> the expectations are like, oh, she has brain fog. So that's what we're going to get when we listen to this podcast. And now I feel way more comfortable uploading more often because it's like, this is what you're going to get. It's the Brain Fog Podcast. So <laughs> thank you. I definitely am way more happy with it, way more comfortable with it. So uh yeah come back next saturday to hear me talk some more and have an amazing week and uh bye